Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who not only played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. He was on that first National Football League Super Bowl-bound team and all that good stuff on the, for the Atlanta Falcons, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? It's all good, brother Jay. Getting ready to talk about these Cardinals and what we got going on during the offseason. And, uh, you know, I'll just chop it up, man, like we always do. Like we always do around this time, man. So uh, so we do this thing. We'll, I think we'll, for the next couple of weeks, we'll at least stay on on twice a week. So once this week and then we'll do twice next week. We have there's there's offseason stuff going on with the Cardinals, of course, that we will get to. And I want to get uh, to get Ed's thoughts on who will be participating in the Super Bowl, which would be in our backyard, almost literally and figuratively, more so in, closer to my backyard than yours. And I'm not looking forward to that drive, especially in those few days <laughs> leading up to it. But some of the things we might be doing around there will give you some updates in terms of what uh, what what Easy and Jay will be be doing. But so the most recent thing that I want to touch on is so since you know since a slight uh, slight little. Uh, hiatus or, or break the Arizona Cardinals. We know that they had a GM opening and they, they have a, had a coach opening. So the GM spot has been GM position has been filled by Monty Austin Fort. Uh, he was the uh, Tennessee Titans director of player personnel. Um, there were, you know, there were some names being bandied about nothing that was real big. One of the things that we had talked about on our radio show, Easy Sports Talk, which is every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. You can go to easysportstalk.com to be able to, to see, you know, to, to watch and listen live. But we talked about would there, because of one of the coaching candidates that was being bandied about with Sean Payton, were they going to maybe hire the coach, a, a high profile coach, and then kind of let that person pick a GM that he wanted to work with, but that was not the case. What are your thoughts when you heard and as you've read up a little bit on Monty Austin for uh, in terms of, you know, being him obviously ushering in a new regime and maybe a new culture shift as well. Well, you know, it's really interesting, Jay, because, you know, for the first time in a while, it seems like Bidwell used his common sense in terms of, Hey, let's go get the GM first rather than the coach first and then, you know, fill in that bigger hole, you know, it's, I'm, I'm I'm glad it seems like he's, you know, put at least put some thought into this as far as um, awesome Fort, you know, not a name that I had ever heard of prior to the hiring, obviously, but, you know, it seems like, you know, uh, the, the pick, uh, you know, I'm, I guess until we get to know more about him, more about his process, his philosophies and stuff like that, it's just a hire because, you know, it's all good to go out there and get him. And we all know he's from that Belichick tree. 
Spent a lot of years with the uh, uh, New England Patriots. The Patriots, um, right? Yep. 15, Ended up was there for one of those uh, for one of their Super Bowls. Actually, won three. Actually, Super Bowls no, he was there for them. four of them. Yeah, he's four with the with the, with the uh, Patriots. Uh, was there for fifteen years before he went over to Tennessee, where he was mm-hmm. a director of player personnel, like you said, for the last three years. Now, the interesting thing, and you know, I got some. I've been putting a little thought into this because I think. As far as where he's coming from and his background, I'm like, you know, I'm starting to check some boxes. You know, he came from New England. You know, he's, he knows uh, what a good culture is. So hopefully okay. he'll have that in mind. Um, they obviously come from a land of discipline over there in New England. And, yeah. of course, with Tennessee, because they're not a, a slouchy organization as well. They do know how to deal with free agents because that was the M.O. over there in uh, New England, it was like for, you know, they went out and it was like every time you turn around, they were going and getting guys and getting rid of guys before right. their shelf life was up. So we know they know how to do with them. The only like hesitancy I have so far, <clears throat> like I said, I'm going all off of what, you know, this is just till we see him in action. We don't know what we're going to get. He was part of the scouting department over there in New England. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Notoriously, they are horrible in drafting. Oh, I mean, they. We've well, always. What about what he did in 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 Tennessee? So, do, so that's what I'm saying. So the majority, yeah, Tennessee. majority of his time was in New England. Obviously, he's been there in Tennessee for the last few couple of years. I'm going off the majority, not the minority. I got though. you. I got you. So, I, I mean, got 15 you. years there, three years there. His stamp, you know, and like I said, he was just a, a, a small uh, screw in the whole. Uh, the whole you know, work, the whole yeah. machine, the machine. So I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to find out what his philosophy and how his direction on scouting, all the other things I'm looking, I'm like, well, he came from gay place, you know, they, they preach discipline. And I'll throw something at you here in a second too. One of his first quotes right out the box. Let me look at this real quick. He and Bidwell had a conversation <clears throat> and they were talking about how they need more accountability in this organization and what they've had over the past few seasons. Then in his press conference, he said, we're not just collecting talent. And I'm just quoting. We're not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We want people that are willing to put the team first every step of the way. It's almost like Jay, he was talking to somebody. It's just, easy to talk that talk when you in your introductory press conference and I, you ain't got to sit down with nobody. I'm just saying, man. I'm right there with you, bro. I'm just, I'm just, because then somebody comes in that's high profile that you know you need and they acting a, they acting an ass. And you, you, when you said in your introductory press conference that this will not be tolerated and you say, come on, man, just give me, come on. You got to just do a little bit. Just give me a little bit. <laughs> come man. on. I'm right there with you, bro. We we thinking right on. Now here's the thing, it go, and I'm glad you brought that up because I already started putting our run sheet together for the show on Saturday, yeah. and we're gonna be doing a little role playing on Saturday, just so you know. Because <laughs> because I'm thinking right there with you. I'm like, okay, this yeah. could go one of two ways. Hey, uh, and this is Bill, Bill. You know, this is Bidwell. Hey, Kyler, once you come in and meet uh your Monty, you know, I know you guys want to get to know each other. I'm gonna leave you guys together, you know, so you you know just uh, you know, and the door closes behind him, right? And yeah. go like you said, it go one of two ways. It could go, you know, well, well, Kyler, you know, I just wanted to sit down with you and really kind of, you know, just introduce myself and, you know, just find out where you're at, you know, in your space, and you know, I, or it could be like, hey, Kyler, I'm really looking forward to working with you, but we got some issues, some things we're going to change around here. 
some of those things we're going to change, they start with you. And yeah. I mean, it, you know, so Man. like as you mentioned, then it becomes, it might become one of those, you know, who blinks first kind of things. So it's yeah, going to be really man. interesting to, and you know, obviously Kurt Kyle just had the surgery. So, you know, he's going to be on his own little schedule in terms of speaking of schedule though. Should he, should he be, should he be rehabbing here in the Valley? Absolutely. Okay. When you, when I just invested 230, 160 guaranteed in you, yeah. it's no longer on your, on your prerogative where and when you want to do things. I want our doctors to see you. I want our rehab people to start putting your schedule together so I can make sure that we're all on the same time frame, the same wavelength in terms of where we should be by this date, that date, and the other. Not getting reports from Dallas. You know, Kyle's doing really well. You know, nah. I mean, bro, there's a whole lot of things. This is going to be really interesting because you you created that wild horse. Now you got to get that rope around him and, you know, tame him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Cause there are definitely a lot of decisions to be made as you try to reshape this team. Now, one of them that this wasn't on our, on our, this, this episode's run sheet, but I want to ask you this and maybe we can get into it maybe uh, next week in, in greater detail. Do you draft another quarterback just in case? I mean, the, with, Ooh. with the way things go now and the, one of the arguments that I heard locally, it was here. I think it was 98, seven. I was listening in the morning and they just, they just threw it out there. Do you draft another one? Because we, what we have, especially with the way that the 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 salary cap goes, with the we know how quarterbacks are always going to get paid. What do they always say? That window, that rookie window, that's when you have the best opportunity because you can pay everybody else, which seems which is crazy. And you say, oh, you want to try to get this championship, so then when it's comes time for me to get paid, now we now we're gonna be doing bottom of the barrel or or uh, bargain basement stuff. But having said that, but if you if you can get that championship, build that team up to championship quality, uh, while the while the quarterback is on that rookie deal, it gives you more of a chance to do that. So if you're gonna bring in, you have the number one number three pick. Do you maybe maybe not use it there, but maybe in the second, third, fourth round to be able to try to coach somebody up because Kyler might not even play this upcoming season. That you know, it all depends on what your 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 objective is for the 2023 season. Yeah. Meaning they got to tear know, this thing down in one, one, you got to tear it down. Right? Yeah. yeah. The problem with that though, Jay, is you won, you can't use too high a draft pick on a quarterback because his, his big money hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah. Remember next like next year is the yeah, fifth the, year option right. that they picked up, yeah. which I think they owe him 20 some odd large for that one alone. Then it kicks into the forty six. Yeah. So you got to remember, regardless of what you do at that position or how much he plays, et cetera, et cetera, you're already on the hook because that's all guaranteed the first chunk of this contract. So until you hit that 160 mil mark, which is all guaranteed, there are no discussions in terms of who's going to be your quarterback here. You know, so right, it's right. one of those things where you're kind of tied to it. Now, the timing of it, you know, we all know, Jay, they could have handled this a whole lot of different ways. And maybe not been on the hook for all this and yeah. had some options and different things they could have done. But right as of right now, you know, and I guess it's, it, it's, it's, it's all screwed up obviously because of the injury, because, you know, we're, people are optimistic about, you know, well, you know, there the reports are, he could, man, this might, this 2023 season might be a total loss for, for Murray and for the Cardinals in terms of trying to see him on the field. Got to remember he had this injury to, in December, wasn't it? December. So even yeah. if they were to get him back in 
nine to 10 months, you're looking at, you know, September, October, when he's like on the fringes of, but he's supposed to be ready to come back, but still wouldn't, but you don't expect him to be do the same quarterback that he was, at least at that point, he may never, never get back to that, but there's, there's still a learning curve at that point in time. When I say learning curve in terms of, not only you might be physically ready, but mentally, are you ready to to go and play the same way that you did before? I would just say to anybody who's a Kyler Murray fan, don't expect to see the version of him that you saw at all in 2023, regardless of when he gets back on the field, because this isn't, it's not going to be one of those things where, you know, it's like he didn't just, you know, break a leg or something like that, or, you know, uh, a broken elbow, like, forearm or something like that where once it's healed you get back in there's a lot that's going to go into his rehab when he's not just physically ready to get on the field but mentally and then do you want to put uh Kyler Murray at 80 percent out on the field versus and this is y'all the whole thing you got there's so many it's like this isn't um algebra this is calculus at the advanced level because there's so many pieces and parts that go into the formula what if yeah. you get to mid-october or so and we haven't even won a game yet and the season's kind of out of hand already in this competitive mm. you know nfc west and you're like well he might be ready but and it's like you get to a point it's like well why are we even going to put our young quarterback out there when the season is at a loss already and maybe he's at 75 80 percent yeah, let's just scrap this one, you know, because the further we get into the season. So we're just going to target 2024 as, you know. So, I mean, there's that's other elements. Or we could be at a point, Jay, where we are surprisingly out of the box and we're 6-2 and two or 7-3 and three or whatever it is, and adding Kyler back to the mix can only make us better and we can make that push. And do we rush him back out? Maybe, man, we don't know till we get there. And, and like I said, at the same time, it's like we're not going to know where his – state of mind and comfortable, you know, and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So this is really going to be a situation where we're not going to know anything until we're right up in it. And all the speculation and everything we're doing now is fruitless because, you know, like I said, quite honestly, I'm not sure. I'm hoping that he, because I've been that dude that had to rehab from something. I never had an ACL, I had MCL rupture and different. I know what it's like to, have to put that work in and, you know, and I'm hoping he's up for the task because there are going to be no cameras there watching him. It's going to be all grunt work. It's going to be days when he has a setback and how, what's his frame of mind? Is he pushing, pushing, pushing? Okay. This real quick, Jake. I remember when I was coming back from an MCL all those years ago, they used to have to like physically get me out of the rehab facility because Ooh. I was like, I was trying to rehab. I was like, I needed to get back out there. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was like, Ed, look, you can only do so much. And you're, you know, and a couple of times they actually showed me, because in my mind, I was like, I'm getting close. All right, okay, let's let's try a couple of things real quick. And they would have me do something. And I was like, and that, but it was to shock me back into reality. Like, you know, I'm thinking because I can walk up some stairs and, hey, I feel like I can bounce around a little bit. I'm like, do you realize what you're, trying to fight and get back to it Ooh. it's not like walking up the stairs and you know man they showed me a couple of times i was like yeah i'm not ready but i was trying to force my now is he gonna be that dude that you're gonna have to force out of the facility or is he gonna do just enough you know hey they told me i gotta do 10 squats i'm gonna do 10 squats that's it i'm done i'm out 
Or is he going to be that dude that you literally have to keep a count on because he's going to try to sneak a few extra in there because he's that, you know, driven because he wants to get back on the field. We don't even know, you know, and all the reports and everything that everybody's talking about, you know, it, I, man, I, I question what, what it's going to take for him to get back on the field. And is he going to be willing to put all that extra work in to do it? So this, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, we're going into an unknown that you have no idea about. Interesting. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk a little bit about the coaching candidates that uh, Austin Fort will has either spoken to or maybe will speak to. Uh, let's Vance Joseph, the current uh, DC for the for the Arizona Cardinals. Sean Payton looks, it looks like he'll they'll be talking to him sometime this week. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's canceled or postponed it, it's up to debate just depending on who you believe or what, mm-hmm. what speculation you believe but he's the defensive coordinator for the san francisco 49ers brian flores um let's see what is it Ejiro evero uh and then also uh, frank reich and also what is it dan quinn i believe that uh the the current dc for the for the cowboys and the former head coach for the falcons when the last time that they were in the Super Bowl there. And um, also there was an Aaron Glenn, the DC Glenn. from Detroit Lions. Right. Yeah. So just I want your thoughts on what side of the ball should they focus on? Mm. If if it or does that or and when I say that or should it matter, because if you're the CEO of the team, yes, you might have a defensive philosophy, but it's still important for you to find you want to find an offensive coordinator that can, I guess that can complement your defensive philosophy and vice versa. Right. So what do you think that they should focus on the offensive or defensive uh, uh, minded coach? Well, first off, I did the, the tracking here right now with the numbers, the names that you threw out there. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, six, one, two, three, four, five, six defensive guys. Yep. And only two, um, Offensive-minded guys, one of them being Sean Payton, who's supposed to interview tomorrow, and then Frank Reich. Everybody else has a defensive background. Uh-huh. And I was kind of scratching my head about that at first, too. I was like, wow. But here's the thing, Jay. In my opinion, I don't give a dog on what side of the ball you claim you is your side. Go ahead. Go ahead. I need someone with either not necessarily has to have head coaching experience, but a head coaching mentality. Right. And somebody can come in and not just handle one side of the ball or the other. He needs to handle every single person on this roster and do it with authority. So yeah. in my opinion, you can't you can't repeat what you did with Kingsbury. Well, he's a great offensive mind. Okay, yeah. well, is he a leader of men? Can he, you know, be the CEO of I don't know, but you know, he's got great, you know, background and pedigree as far you know, he had a cup of coffee with Sean McVeigh, you know. Now, I will say, obviously, you got Frank Reich, who's had head coaching experience. Vance Joseph has as well. Yeah. Obviously, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Flores. Uh-huh. Sean Payton. So right off the bat, in my opinion, I, I would do a standing golf clap because all these gentlemen, and you're not trying to do the retreads. We know what they do every year. You know, it's like, well, who's who's been a head coach? You know, so these are candidates. Nah, I think you did a smart job of going to find – finding a list of men who not just did the job, but did the job well, in my opinion. Right, right. And they are Lee, regardless of what side of the ball they're on. And here's the thing. I'm not a, opposed to giving somebody their first shot as well. Mm-hmm. But whoever you bring in here, you got to know that he is going to be the head coach 
mm-hmm. of this team. And working word along to, with Mark Monty. Word, word to Joe Clark. There you go. <laughs> I was working along with Monty because it's the interesting dynamic here, Jay, is one, we got to get Bidwell to do what he does best. Own the team, shut him out, make write some checks, get out the way. We don't need you in there in Monty's. Now, obviously, you know, you own the team. It's okay to get in there every now and then and maybe have an opinion, but let Awesome Ford come in here. If you pay the man to do a job, pay him to do his job. Be yeah. the GM. Same thing goes for a head coach. You got to get somebody in here who knows, look, I am the head coach of this team. I'm working with Monty, but as far as on field, like, so you go ahead and buy the groceries, I'm going to cook this damn meal. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to, you know, mix the ingredients. You you go out there and buy them. I need you to buy me good ingredients. But once I get it, then this is my team. And, you know, with I, I just, I'm just, I hope that for once, we 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 have everything set up where everybody knows their role. Stay in your lane. Just make sure you do your job. And then it comes down once you get the right head coach in here, the players have to buy in. And <clears throat> if you don't honestly buy in, Jay, then you, you got need to get go. the hell out of here. You need, yeah, you thank got you. To go. you need to get the hell out of here because yeah. we have a new philosophy, and that goes for everybody. That doesn't mean well because such and such getting paid this or you know. Nah, if you and along that same line, DeAndre Hopkins, you've seen what we've done. We got a GM, you know. We, hopefully, you know, we got a good, solid head coach in here. I would, I would go to him one last time and say, "Okay, DeAndre, is he in or is he out?" And that means I don't need a halfway. You either in or you out. If you don't want to be here, we will find a place to to send you. But once you declare, I'm either in or I'm out. We're just rolling with that. It's none of this trying to talk you into it or, hey, look what we're doing. Doesn't that, you know, make you want to stay? Now, you let me know whether you're in or you're out. And like I said, as far as head coach, you are the man. You take this organization on the field. And obviously, you got to start putting a good uh, coaching staff together. The interesting thing, Jay, I think what happens next, depending on who we hire and their background, if you go and you hire somebody with a defensive background like a Quinn, does Vance Joseph like, okay, well, what y'all need me here for? You know, that yeah. type of thing. So we might see some, you know, some people. movement. Yeah, initial movements. And obviously a head coach comes in, he wants his people possibly with them. So we, you know, you talked about at the beginning of the show, well, we, you know, we're going to do a couple weeks. You know, Man, we might be on this thing for the next month or so, constantly Ooh. on here reporting about what's going on because I think it's going to move and it's going to shake a whole bunch. You know, especially once they make the decision on head coach. And I think that's good. I don't think, you know, the status quo is, you know, when you've done what they've done to this organization, meaning it looked like we're going this direction. We now have seen how bad it's going the other direction. You can't just stay status quo. So I think a lot of things are going to change, hopefully for the better moving forward. One of those coaches that I mentioned, Sean Payton, we know that there is a price to pay, not only salary wise, but also with draft compensation. Would you would you give a second second round pick or a low or or a first round pick or some of those things? There's there's nothing in stone in terms of what we know what the compensation that the Saints would require for somebody hiring them next year. It would be different. This year, it's it, you have to you know they're, they're going to want something in return. Mm-hmm. Would you do that? Would you would you do that to to bring in a coach? Is he worth a second and a fourth or a second and a third or whatever that might be? I would have to have I say great, no. I, you know, here's the thing, and I would lean toward no, but what I would say is it all depends how impressed you are with Sean Payton and his vision 
and what he thinks he could do with this organization moving forward. If you sit down and he blows your doors off in terms of, you know, and obviously Sean Payton, he's one of the, you know, premier coaches in the league. Right. He has a Super Bowl on his belt. He's worked with uh, some of the best in the game. What what it comes down to me is if his philosophy matches yours and you're like, oh, we can't pass on this, then obviously you do it because Sean Payton's don't come on the market every day. Now, if his vision doesn't, if there's anything in his vision that doesn't align with yours mm-hmm. and it's kind of, eh, you know, we're 85% in. When you talk about giving away the capital that you're talking about and the price tag that might come with it, Jay, yeah, it's got to be one hundred percent, not ninety nine point five, not ninety nine point nine. You got to be one hundred percent in on Sean, and then, like I said, then you have the ability to say he's worth everything we might eventually give up because I see where he's going with this. But if there's yeah. any, like I said, if it's one percentage of doubt, I don't think you can give up that capital and everything because in the long run you're going to regret it. And I don't if if you're both not aligned one hundred percent. It'll become a, a, a failure here just in regards to how good a coach he is. I would imagine that there should be some type of closure here, hopefully by this time next week at the very least, because then we'll be going, because obviously after the games on uh, Sunday, then that that's the first of the two-week kind of buffer period mm-hmm. before, the Super, Bowl, before yeah. the Super Bowl takes place. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So just mentioned the Super Bowl there. We got two games left. And I know Ed is already starting to shed a tear. He gets a little sad around this time of year because there's fewer sad. and fewer games left. They filter down. <laughs> so we have uh, the the San Francisco 49ers will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we have the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the uh, – that will be traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. What's your thoughts on who was going to end up in the Super Bowl? And we'll get to the actual picks once the once we figure all that other stuff out. But who do you think is going to? Let's start with this with Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City. This is tough with Mahomes on that ankle, man. And I've had that high ankle before. It, mm-hmm. it is a beast. They they are so nagging and painful. And I don't care how much you shoot them up. And this is being like if you had a couple weeks of rest, I'd give it like you know he's got a shot of being somewhere near himself being that it just happened on Saturday. And I know they, you know, press conference, he's walking around like all's good. And man, I can totally tell you, there's no such thing as good for at least a bunch of weeks with that thing. Now they might have to change their game plan, keep him a little more uh, in the pocket that takes away from his game so much. So because he is so creative with what he does on the fly. Um, At the same time, you know, you unleash that defense, on Burrow, you would hope that they could, you know, contain him. That dude scares me, though, man. He is so – he is that good. What he did him uh, against Buffalo this week just totally okay. changed my mind. I was talking to my son on the way um, home from school the other day. I was like, you know, I wasn't – how many times did I bet against Cincinnati this year, you know, in our pools and stuff like that? Because I, I, I just – I kept doubting him. What I saw, what they did – this past weekend against Buffalo, I'm like, damn, I might have stopped out that young man. He looks that good. Going in the, to, to play the Chiefs, though, I still have a hard time betting against Mahomes, even with that ankle. And I might be wrong, but I just, man, for some reason, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be, well, I know it's going to be a great game. It's just a matter of how damaged that ankle is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're going to get my pick right now, but I am so torn on this game. The other one, man, this young rookie, Purdy. Going across to play them Eagles, and man, they might smell blood in the water 
with a rookie coming in there. But, I mean, everybody said that up to this point. Brock is 7-0 in his starts. 8-0 if you throw in the Miami game that he, you know, came in and, you know, pitched the shutout uh, when, when Grappa went down. All I can say is we got two games ahead of us, and I could be right on both my picks or wrong on both of them at the same time, bro. Yeah, I, both of these defenses, with regards to the 49ers and, and the Eagles, they're good defenses, man. So I think that it's gonna. It might look a lot like the like the game against uh with with the Cowboys and the Forty ers in terms of it just it's at times it just it looked a little ugly, yeah. <laughs> and, but it was it was the defense just doing its thing. I would say so. I, I do I do want to pick from you. I do want to oh. pick here. So I'm gonna go with with Cincinnati, Kansas City. I, I'm leaning slightly Kansas City, but. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, if Cincinnati came out victorious for the same reasons that you mentioned in terms of with Joe Burrow that he does seem to be the truth with uh, with Forty Niners Eagles. I think I think Forty Niners might take it if for no other reason mm-hmm. that I think Shanahan he's just he's a really good offensive mind. I don't like throwing that genius word out, but he's really good, and I think he can put together a game plan that's good enough. And with their defense to be able to try to carry the way, I don't think it's going. I think both games will be close, but I think that uh, that the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will be in this, playing each other in the Super Bowl. I have a hard time betting against Mahomes even with the ankle, so I am going to go Chiefs because, especially because they lost the last three against Cincy, and yeah. there's no taking this one lightly. I think they're going to. It's going to be a. This might be the higher higher scoring two of mm-hmm. the weekend. That game, Philly and and uh, San Fran, this is one of those. You know, you you see the movies all the time, and somebody walks by a dark alley, and you hear some scuffling going on back there, and you just yeah. peek, and you see these two dudes just going at it, bro. And yeah. this, this is and it's a small alley too. It ain't no big alley, <laughs> not a whole lot of room to move around. These right. dudes are just bare knuckle going at it, and that's what I think the Philly game is going to be. I just if I had. Well, obviously, we're choosing, like I said, I'm going Chiefs at home. Because of the quarterback situation, I'm going to go, and I'm, I'm I'm so impressed with Purdy, but going over there to Philly, you know, Hurts has been playing exceptionally well. Uh, they got their running game to match what 49ers do. I said, this, could, this is going to be straight up just brawl. And I yeah. think because Philly's at home, they might pull this one out. And that's where I'm going. I'm going Philly. Uh, against uh, KC and the big one. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So we do this thing twice a week. We do it on Mondays and Thursdays. So we'll we'll be talking to you on Monday as we you know are, are almost rapid reaction. Wrap it up. Yeah. After after the after the the uh, championship games. So see who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, we as always are presented by uh, Bet Online. I am Javon J Love Adams. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. And then as we always like to say around this time. You can. Till we see you again, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.